What's up, world? Thank you for joining us for another week of Brunch Culture. This is episode 60. Unfortunately, we do not have the scroll on this episode. This is a shorter episode. And because of some technical difficulties, we weren't able to bring the scroll to you. So it kicks off at the main dish. But you're going to love the show. Also, check out IamProU.com. It's the new uh, vision and uh, brainchild of Randall and I. And it's going to be a phenomenal. It's all about promoting others. We're um, fueling a community that promotes most others because it can't be about you all the time so check it out check us out on instagram and twitter at i'm pro at i'm pro you and on facebook at facebook.com backslash i'm pro you or go to www.iampro.com we're so excited join the movement and now let's get into the show what's coaching we want to talk about faith we want to talk about uh, politics we want to talk about race we want to talk about yeah. pop culture, literally everything, 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 everything is up for discussion and that's what culture is about, 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 about. about. Yeah. It's about a thing, uh, yeah, feel yeah. really good when you hands in the air and lick two shots in the air. Brunch Colton. Uh, but our real name is if on the Trumper, um, the GOP, uh, it is is it a um, what was that thing I said? I had a good title. Is it a circus? Is the political system bad? I don't. Know. I don't know. Y'all listen. It's broken. That's what Donald Trump said last night. <laughs> he said, no, two nights ago. He said it's broken. Um, he told them, he said, I have given money to most of these people up here. Rubio said, you ain't giving money to me. Um, but I noticed Jeb Bush ain't said a thing. Crickets. He said, I gave money to Hillary Clinton. I made her come to my wedding. They were asking him about the bankruptcy. And he's so frank. He's like, yeah, the system is broken. I took advantage of the system. I know how to work the laws. I'm a businessman. Most of us in here have taken advantage of the system. I'm not the only person doing it. And he has this frankness and boldness, which leads us to our p- politicians' puppets. Um, Because it seems like the way Donald Trump was describing it, that, hey, whoever has the money and who's ever gave... Um, gave the money to the politicians are indebted to them so it's kind of like it's not about the what your agenda is per se but what the uh, favors you owe so who the people who run the country are the businessmen with the the money and politicians are just puppets so that's the kind of what we want to go with this today because it seems like politicians are puppets and I was thinking about that as I was watching the debate, and I was just like, I think that's that's a it's a lot of truth to that. And if so, then why am I even watching this? Because none of this stuff is really. I need to go ask the Coke brothers what we doing next, or I need to go <laughs> ask Walmart uh, executives what we doing next, because they really know the next moves. Because they're the ones that's really running things. The politicians are just the puppets. Because it's all about money at the end so of the day. 
I think there's honestly a, and I didn't watch, I didn't watch the debates. I saw like parts of it, but I told you about the conversation I got into and yeah, that was it. So, um, but I do think that there's definitely some truth to that. And it's something that we see all the time. And it's honestly like not a new critique. I think it's a critique that people, people have had, uh, for a while. And it's, it really is about finding a way to navigate through that and to navigate around that. And the most successful people, if you will, or the most, you know how to leverage the ability to have uh, a certain personality or to kind of have that ability to, to, to talk to people, to communicate with people, to, you know, uh, use your influence or have that like gift of gap that will get people to like rally behind you and to listen to you. And it's being able to leverage those things that kind of help work around this money driven political system, legal system, social system, like literally, you know, money is really at the forefront of everything that we do in this country, right? Without money, it's impossible for you to do just about anything. Uh, and it, it, who do we revere as successful? We don't really look at people that are successful based on like their experiences or how far they've been able to, you know, realize something or understand themselves more, learn to love themselves or learn to challenge, you know, tough thought, thought processes or break from certain molds. We don't, really revere those people we really revere people that are that have money that's how we define success in this country so it's not like a shocker that that that's the thing i think one of the things that you know i realized before and it's kind of the importance of having your your uh social advocates and people that have the ability to rally people and move because it's up to them. It's up to these social movements. It's up to your Black Lives Matter to put pressure on politicians to make change. Honestly, that's one of the things that is like the gift and the curse about media. Media has so much power, right? Because you can be a person that has a a good following or a lot of notoriety or people listen to your voice or, you know, you're popular and you're known where you could say something and you can move people to put pressure on your politicians. And in essence, if people are putting pressure on the politicians or if people realize, hey, because the business owners run these things, if we stop supporting, if we take our money away from, if we don't do this, knowing who that business person is, we can affect their pockets, which ultimately affects their decisions. And that's how you get change to happen. That's how you start to see things changing. I think the, the catch is oftentimes you don't really know who these business people are that are supporting certain politicians that are supporting. Uh, and it's not just politicians as individuals. Honestly, like the political system, it's oftentimes uh, nonprofit organizations, big nonprofit organizations, big organizations in general that are receiving certain funding and that are able to do things. That's those are the people that, you know, you need to be putting pressure on. And that's why people say all the time. And I remember hearing it when I was a kid and not really understanding the weight of it. But write to your congressional members. Know who those people are, your local officials know who those people are, write to them, build relationships with them, have it so that the whoever is on staff in their office, they're so used to seeing your name that you're a regular. So, you know what? I know that this person is going to write in about an issue. and They're going to let us know 
really how constituents see. Like, yeah, it's a possibility that you can be lost in the shuffle, but oftentimes these people really do a lot because they want to hear what it is. And if you're a person that has a presence in your community and a politician know or local official politician know that you have a presence in the community and if they aren't listening to you or they aren't bidding, you're going to use that presence to impact other people. So when, whereas if they're, they're going to give a speech somewhere, you're going to be there, you know, telling the truth or the real about them or calling them out. Psh, no, they're going to listen to you. They're going to appease you because they want to be in office and they're going to take those issues to the people that's funding them and say, Hey, look, this is the issue on, on the table. Like, I think that's what we saw uh, during and I, this, the movie Selma was kind of like the best, I don't want to say the best depiction, but it was a really good depiction for people that missed it of how LBJ said to MLK, look, I'm just a figure. I can't just do this because that's not what the people want. But if you make the people want this, then I ha you force my hand, force my hand to sign this bill, force my hand to get out and do something about this. Don't just tell me about it because you tell me about it. I can't do nothing. At the end of the day, I'm a powerful figure that doesn't have power. But you got a voice. You have the ears and the eyes of the people. Make all those people come together and force my hand and then it, it'll be done. Mm -hmm. And I, <clears throat> and I think that's something that we miss in our society. Like we had the power, so we have to, we have to learn the system and play the system. Yep. And when you get good at playing the system, then I think for politicians, half of their, well, most of their job is learning how to play the system, learning how to play the money game, knowing how to play um, as far as hearing from the people of their constituents, like playing all that in their favor to get what they really want. Unfortunately, though, many of them get lost in the shuffle because they're they get addicted to power and money themselves. Yep. And just like on the show power, you know, if you're a fan of power, me and me and um, Randall are mm -hmm. power. Um, it's one of the best shows out. Honestly, the, no, the show is, is well, well written. Like it, it leaves you a cliffhanger every week, but um, he uh, on power stern, the dude that owns um, that bought the club from up under Ghost, he takes him to this party and it's this crazy party, a lot of weird stuff going on. I'm sure that goes on for real. Rich people, rich powerful people just do weird, crazy stuff. <laughs> and um, and he's like, I'm he's trying to offer him like women and stuff, and and he's trying to offer him money and power. And Ghost doesn't, he's the main character, he really doesn't, he's not moved by any of it. And right. so when he leaves, he's the dude stern. He's just like, I can't control him because I don't know what he wants. Like, and it, it, it shows you like once a person figures out your desires, they control you. They're able to control you if they have the ability to give you what your desire is. And so politicians are controlled because many businessmen know that they're addicted to money and power. So yep. if I give them what they want, I control them. So they're no longer the voice of the people, per se. They are a slave to their desire. Yep. And so that's how politicians, if they learn how to play the game, um, 
and they really have the people's heart in mind and their desire is for the people they can really be effective if they play the game however many politicians because they're addicted to money and power just become pawns in the hands of big business because big business knows if you're addicted to money and power and if i can offer you that you just a puppet on the string you you lose now you're at the mercy of me and what i can offer you and that's how many people get caught up yeah and you i mean we see that honestly though you see that in entertainment right people say all the time like if you come to entertainment and you succumb to all of the get quick the get on quick schemes that people go or you're so focused on just being famous fame will come but that same fame will go right i think you see it in the business world as well even if you're trying to climb the corporate ladder if you become so consumed with just getting money well the money will come but what's going to sustain you when that money leaves right and if you're only focused on money people learn how to control you i can get this person to do what i want to do by just throwing the money at them like i believe that it has to be something deeper there has to be something more that you want and that's really the only way for you to truly stay woke right Mm -hmm. you got to be like you know what i i there i have this in mind and i think it's you having a mentality or mindset that is beyond self Mm -hmm. because when we want things for ourselves if we want to be you know on all the covers and we want to be uh you know just Mr. Popular and we want to have all the money and drive all the nice cars and be able to speak to all these things. All of those things will come, but they'll come so empty because once you get them, then what? You're just trying to get more. Once it's snatched from you, which oftentimes it is, then what? You're lost. You don't know what to do. And so you become controlled, if not by an individual or by a group, by this desire to have money or to have success and success is defined exactly you become a slave to that and you're constantly doing things you're starting to bend the rules you lose who you are you give up relationships you give up you know substantial things that have helped you get there because all you are caring about is like i want this and you want that bit of control so i honestly think from what you from what you said like i feel like that piece of what Donald Trump has said is true. Um, I think that there's something to be said. Now, I don't really know how I don't think realistically our political system is not going to change in the next 50 years. Like, I mean, it kind of is what it is. You have to navigate around it. But I think that's why we realized in today's time, that's why social media is so powerful. That's why it's so important. That's why podcasting is so important. That's why, you know, using the resources and using technology to leverage your abilities, your voice, and to have a platform, you know, to speak out on these things and to challenge mindsets and just to keep people woke, right? That's why that is, it's such a powerful tool because back in the day, you had to have money in order to get all these things. Today, you literally just can use the smartphone that you use daily to get a lot of this stuff done. And of course, there's a lot of stuff, other things that go into it, but you have the ability to really impact and to affect change. And that's what a lot of people aren't doing. Yep. DIY. Do it yourself. Yep. Make a positive impact. So let us know. Do you think politicians are puppets on the string? Um, you know, I pretty much do. Um, most of them. Not, you know, it's some good ones out there. Um, but no, I, w- I don't want to say that. I want to say I don't know a lot of them. So I'm not going to judge 
based on the little bit of I know. I don't know a lot of them personally. But from what I've seen in the papers. Well, I'm talking about papers. That's not old because we don't even read the papers. Yeah, you write the papers. I was like, what you, you read the paper every morning? What, what's happening? I ain't got the paper and yeah, never. Uh, <laughs> what I see on social media and what I see in, uh, what's that What's that show that come on Netflix? House of Cards. Frank. Yeah. House of Cards, yeah. I think Frank is a perfect depiction of that. Are they Republicans? Um, I think they are on the show. I think they are Republicans, but it's like the logic behind the show though was like, I think in the show, the Democrats are more conservative or I, I, I could be getting this confused with scandal because one of them is that way. I think scandal, they're Democrats, but they talk about the Republicans, but the no, whole scandal, like Republicans. Cause Olivia Pope, she was like, I can't believe I voted for a Republican. And then because Cyrus, the whole sexuality thing and him being a Republican and him never being able to be president because of that. But no, it's weird though, because I think scandal, one of those shows, it's kind of like the opposite persona. The persona of the party is that they're opposites. Like, in one of the shows, the Republicans are, or maybe maybe it's just on particular issues. One is more like progressive and liberal, and another was more conservative. But it's like the party has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's 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 in one of those shows, but I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, y'all, y'all, I, I do some research and not to LA. I forgot about that. House Carb is a, it's a dope show though, it really is. Yeah, it is. If you haven't, I binge watched it a couple months ago. It was good. It was good. I didn't like after season one. Zoe really made season. I know Randall was real hurt when Zoe got when Zoe lost. Free but. Zoe, man. I'm still on Free Zoe. She in um Fantastic Four. She is. I'm actually going to see that this weekend. Yeah, I'm I heard bad reviews though, so I don't know. But Whatever. anyways, um, let us know. Do you think politicians are puppets on the string? So yeah, just let us know what you think. But now it's time for our toast to roast toast. A roast. Toast. A roast. Um, I want to toast. I, not, not toast. I want to roast to my beloved party. You know, it's just too many of us in the in the in the race. Um, did I say I said I was roasting, right? Yeah. Okay, I don't know why I said thought I was toasting. Anyways, I'm roasting the Republican Party for too many of candidates in the um, in the race, first of all. And still, you guys, y'all, we are not getting a black vote. Because what I saw on display, Ben Carson, goodness, he's the, he's the worst representation right now for the black man in the Republican <laughs> Party. Um then the dude, they asked the other dude, I don't even know what dude's name was, about police brutality. And he said, we just need to, we need to ch- training. We need to train these police um, and have them trained throughout. And I'm like, aren't they trained throughout? They now? don't understand. They just don't understand. I'm this, like, what are you talking about? It's, it's, they don't understand. All lives matter. I'm sorry, this show roast. Let me shut up. I was just like, that's not going to fix it. And then he was like, you know, the little police that, and he tried to minimize it. Um, and it's, they still don't get it. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to get the black vote because you don't address black issues. And Jeb Bush, poor, 
jab, 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 jab. He talked about the success of his him as governor of Florida and education. And I'm just like, well, Oof. it must have missed Jacksonville. Because the educational system in, in Jacksonville is broke. Um, and I don't think it was any better when Jed was in there. Uh, so I'm like, you know, <sighs> he brought us the FCAT. And Lord knows that did a lot to to what Florida is now. Messed, messed a lot of people up. And so I'm just like, it's just, you got to get in touch. You're not connected, the, the GOP. We need to do something better. I'm really, y'all know I'm an independent anyways right now. I'm still got the R on my card. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a um, liberal conservative progressive. Um, don't ask me what that is. That's just how I define myself. But I want the <laughs> Republican Party. God, y'all got to do better. Because between Big Carson, um, slow talking, and he just got to get it out. Uh, he can't. He seemed like he can't get everything out he want to say, um, and then not giving answers, real authentic answers. I think that can really make people identify with him. And then the other dude talking about we just need to train the police. Yeah, you know the Black Lives Matter. And then on top of that, the the uh, um, the debate was on the 50th um, anniversary of the Voters Rights Act. Nothing mentioned that I heard about it. And they I'm don't just care. like Fox News check, between man. Fox News and the GOP, you guys suck. How are you gonna reach the black people when you're not even using this is the perfect time for you to say any candidate, I just wanna celebrate. I want to acknowledge the fact that this is the fiftieth anniversary of the Voters' Rights Act and <clears throat> make some kind of connection. It's like goodness, y'all PR, y'all advisors. They must have no real connection to the African American community at all, because I'm like y'all suck. But that's my my roast. The Republican Party, I just we gotta do better. And the black people in the Republican Party, please just challenge the party. Don't go with the tide. You know, we got a lot of echoes. Be a voice. Don't waste your don't waste um your influence by being the echo be a voice and challenge the party to really do something about our communities so that's all i'm saying well aka i'll just follow that up but they just not need to be republicans but if they want a voice but i, I you know you I, i'm just gonna go that was your rose that was you know that was good so my rose this week is um you know it's, it's really crazy I, a lot of people I know I've heard about this, the whole Kelly Osborne thing and saying that, you know, Donald Trump, she was on The View. She said to Donald Trump, if you get rid of all of the uh, Latinos in, a, in the country, who's going to clean your toilets? If y'all haven't heard the clip, go look it up. Um, it was one of those moments of like, yo, did you just say that? Not even... Did you just say that on television? Did you just say that? Like that's that is blatantly that is so not yeah, you're not you're not even thinking. I don't even know if I can give you a pass of this is a hiccup because I I feel like you've had this conversation before. I feel like you've 
said this before. This is not your first time saying it. And the fact that you will say, like, who's going to clean your toilet without even acknowledging or realizing that, wait a minute, hold on. That's like real, real insensitive. And that's based off of like a clear racial you know, issue and I mean, a, a racial uh, belief and ideology. And if you had, even if you say, you know what, I have some sort of data to prove off. It's just, it's a negative stereotype that you're putting out there. So it is what it is. So, but my issue, I'm not going to even roast her, right? Because I feel like Twitter has roasted her enough. So it's not even that. And honestly, Kelly Osborne, you know, no offense to you. you. I mean, you're cool and all, but like on our platform, you're just not who we're talking to. So here's my issue. I was watching because I just saw the clips and I went and I want to look up and I want to see actually what happened. I want to see the conversations about it. I want to see how the people on the panel responded. I am down with Rosie Perez. I feel like Rosie Perez is like dopeness. She every time there's some sort of issue that comes out and this is the only way that people hear about the view um, really today is because of like all of these, you know, Raven Simone said something and all these fly off the handles, but Rosie Perez is the most consistent person for standing by, you know what? Like I'm going, I want, let's bring the reality. Like we're not just going to bring this stuff that is just going, no, I'm going to bring the real and I'm going to challenge you. So anyway, people had issues with Rosie Perez forgiving Kelly Osborne. I don't have a problem with that. You know what it is, what it is. Like she said, this is a professional arena. Of course, you guys are on a talk show. People, you're going to say something. Sometimes it's going to be messed up, although I feel like there's something deeper, but it is what it is. My issue comes with Whoopi Goldberg and Raven Simone. So these two women, while you can respect them, Whoopi Goldberg, respect you, your legacy, you're good, respect who you are today, respect you challenging issues, respect you standing up for Black Lives Matter, um, respect you standing up for police brutality. I got you. Uh, Raven Simone. Um, Raven Simone. So, yeah, my issue with y'all is that so when they're they're talking about it, they're having the follow up episode, and people are asking them, you know, their comments about it, and they start talking about it, and they're basically saying like, "Well, I know Kelly Osbourne, so I know she's not a racist," and you know, for people to take it out of context like that, it's wrong. And Whoopi Goldberg says, "If you ever met a real racist, then you know they won't be." Uh, they won't act like that. They won't even deal with with black people. And Raven Simone says Kelly Osborne is one of my best friends, which I hate when people say this stuff because like just throwing the term best doesn't mean like doesn't give them more credibility. Clearly, when you say she's, I'm like her. We're like best friends. She's one of my best friends, and we're continually, we're constantly getting to know each other better. What? That don't even make sense. But you're saying like, yeah, she I'm I'm, and I met her mom. If she was racist, she wouldn't be friends with black people or she wouldn't be friends with me because I'm black. Like my issue becomes like you. People are basically saying like that racism doesn't look like it used to. Right. People aren't going around hanging people on on with nooses or shooting people or spraying people with water hoses or calling them, you know, inwards to their face, right? And this is not to say that Kelly Osborne is racist because I really I don't know, but here's here's the thing that we have. You cannot be a traditional racist but still have issues and things that we have to challenge and hold you accountable for. The statement that she made doesn't come out of sheer thin air. 
just the fact that she doesn't even know how to think about people or she doesn't know how to present the argument and say actually what she meant to say what she should have said or what she was meaning to say if that's truly what she meant to say because she didn't know how to articulate it and you guys have given her talking points y'all have prepped her of what we're going to talk about no it is not scripted but they know we know the talking points she's had time to formulate an opinion and an idea about this and to make a point she's been able to do this which means she's made this point in a company of somebody else that didn't have a problem with it. That's what we're challenging because that type of ideal, that type of thought will mean that when it comes time for her trying to employ people to clean her house, guess who she's looking for? Because she thinks that, you know, Latino people are the people that clean houses the best, right? That's, that's her thought. When she's looking for potentially a Latino person that doesn't have a history of being in media or have a history of doing what she's doing, she's going to immediately look at them as a person that should be doing this. Or if they talk about, you know, I've never had an experience cleaning up. I've never had experience um, with where my parents were servants or in a servant's role. She will look at them and say, oh, wow, that's different. Because that's what I expect of you. That's what we're challenging. We talk about racist today. It's not about people that are just so overtly racist that, you know, they're just they can't stand to be around people of those races. That's not what people are talking about. And maybe I realize the word racist has become so inflamed and it's such a word that, you know, it's a derogatory term now that nobody wants to be called. Right. So let's say you, you have a level of ignorance when it comes to this community, your ignorance about this, your insensitivity about the negative stereotypes that they have to endure. That's the problem we're challenging. That's what people are going up against. We're not saying people aren't saying that, oh, well, she's just the worst person in the world. Don't find the biggest racist and bigot and say that, oh, well, you know what? she's not one of those those people so she's she's not that if i went and i stole five dollars from you and another person stole 50 million dollars from you both in both cases if you needed five dollars to get something to eat and you couldn't eat you're gonna call me a thief the person that stole 50 million dollars from you you're gonna call him a thief why because at the end of the day we both stole because it's not at the same level and the same magnitude that doesn't mean that, oh, my title is stripped away from me because somebody stole more than me. No. At the end of the day, those were your five dollars. You needed those five dollars. I took the five dollars away from you. I'm a thief. It is the same type deal. If you are ignorant and you're insensitive to a stereotype that impacts that negatively impacts a, a community of people and you know this. We, you're having a conversation about that and you make an insensitive statement, then you are insensitive. We need to address that. That's something that we need to talk about. Perhaps that doesn't need to happen in an open forum. Perhaps it doesn't need to happen where it can be scrutinized by the general public because you do have internet trolls that go crazy. But this is an issue that we need to talk about it. So I'm roasting you two ladies as great as you are in your own right because you're making a statement and you're telling people that hey i'm giving this person a pass or it's okay or you know i'm signing off on you not being bothered us or upset by them because they don't look like the big races that i know the big time races that i know so they get a pass that ain't right yo and i'm not flying with that so i'm roasting y'all right. i always feel like yo my roasts are always like long and you be kind of like dang boy just shut up yo but 
you, you I, I, I got, I got it all. I just, you know, and it's one of those things that, like, I'm just like, and, and I think people always expect me because I really do. I care about black people. I care about black issues, and it's because I really want people to understand. That's but honestly, no problem. You got to care about all people, Randall. You ain't see this. I all care about lives all matter. And again, and this is exactly why I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm explaining how you can't just let allow her to talk about Latino people and say that oh, this is this is because they. You know, they clean toilets or Donald Trump's who's going to I'm challenging you for them, too. Right. Because even it's not just with it's with minorities in general. And honestly, I, I just believe that all people should have a voice and a space and should be treated fairly. Like there are groups of people in our society that have negative stereotypes and those negative stereotypes. It's very unfortunate and it oftentimes pigeonholes a lot of people and holds a lot of people down where you have other people that have stereotypes, but they're very positive nonetheless. And so that they can move forward and progress forward. And people always have like a positive intent about them and a negative intent about another group of people. And that's something that we're challenging today. It's not overt. It's not you know, as bad as it used to be in terms of how it looks, but it can, the the power of it is just as strong, is just as powerful because it's subliminal. Mm -hmm. That's what we're facing. That's what, that's what we're challenging. So stop giving people a pass because it don't look as bad as it did in the sixties or the fifties or the 1800s. It's still there. The magnitude, the weight and the power of it is still there. And that's what we're challenging. Amen. Amen. And I'm done. Let the church say amen. Um, we're about to take up this offering for Randall. Um, <laughs> please, if we have a PayPal account set up on brunchculturebc.com. Donate however much you want. Um, I'll start this offering off at $50. Oh. I think they offer my, I deserve more. <laughs> Just <laughs> Well, listen. Anyway, yo, let's get into the good vibes. <laughs> Today's good vibe comes from uh one of our favorite uh preachers, Dr. Howard John Wesley. Uh, hey. I attend that church when I'm in the DMV area. Randall attends that church regularly because he lives in the DMV area. It hey, hey. it's far better to suffer with integrity and authenticity than reap the rewards of hypocrisy. Mm. By the beloved Dr. Reverend Dr. Howard John Wesley. It gets no realer than that, yo. It's, I'll read it again. It's far better. I was going to say, one more time, one more time. Hold on, hold on. Go for it. It's far better. Let me get my preacher voice on. It is far better. Well, well. To suffer with integrity Mm -hmm. and authenticity. Say it, integrity. Than to reap the rewards of hypocrisy. Hey, hey, Mm. hey. My God. So... All up and through. Yes, self-explanatory. Rewards that ain't gonna last. Yes, cause it, this duplicitous life, you guys you gotta cut it out. Just be you, and you know, don't be trapped in trying to be somebody else that you're really not. And authenticity is Oof. what's helpful. Authentic, authentic. Come on. Authenticity and integrity. Integrity. It always bothers me when champions of integrity live lives of hypocrisy. Hey, Mm -hmm. this is a good word. (laughs) But with with the good Lord's help, He could help us with 
our duplicitous nature. Um, I like the word duplicitous. I was gonna say that's your new buzzword, yo. Duplicitous. <laughs> duplicitous. I just say it just for no reason. Um, anyways, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Brunch Culture. You can catch all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture, and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. You can subscribe on iTunes by searching Brunch Culture. We are on iHeartRadio, so you can get the app or, the, or go on the website and search Brunch Culture. Listen, you can find us almost everywhere, you know, everywhere you want to be, just like Visa, MasterCard, whatever that logo is. I don't know. Anyways, also check out IamProU.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter at IamProU, and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash. No, it's IamProU on Instagram and Twitter, and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash IamProU. Um, and look out for all the cool stuff we got coming up. And remember, at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion. <laughs>